Her name is Sally, and yesterday she reached hurricane strength, and landfall is expected tonight off the Gulf of Mexico. Meantime, dozens remain unaccounted for from fires in western states, dangerous smoke beginning to subside. in Oregon telling me the hardest thing the past few days, having to tell families in his church that their homes are gone. The most tragic story I've heard, 13-year-old Wyatt Tofty outside Turner, Oregon. The fire came from nowhere. Wyatt ran to save his grandmother, get her in the car. Driving away in the middle of the night, the tires began to melt. The car finally rolled to a stop. In the end, the boy couldn't save his grandmother or himself. Their bodies found Saturday morning in the burned-out car. Wyatt's dog also died, cuddled in his lap. Many heroes in this world, including Wyatt. In the end, there's only one hero who makes it through. His name? Jesus. Welcome to Haven Today. I'm Charles Morris, sharing the great story that's all about Jesus. And we're in a series this week called Closed Borders, Open Hearts in Cuba. And he'll be back with us more a little bit later. But first, I want to welcome our Spanish director and the speaker on our program, El Faro de Redención, Daniel Warren. Or at least that's how I say Dan in Spanish. Right, Dan? That's right. Gracias, Carlos. It's uh, great to be with you again today. And maybe someday I'll actually be able to speak Spanish to you and not have you just translate (laughs) my words back to me. In the next few minutes, we're going to be talking more about Cuba. We'll hear from Cuba. We'll hear from somebody who's been to Cuba, besides Dan Warren and myself. And we're going to look at preaching in Cuba. How do you preach Christ? And we're going to take what we share from Luke 24. This is the day of the very first Easter. And it was later that first Easter night in the upper room when Jesus appeared to the disciples. And he said he opened their minds so they could understand the scriptures, telling them this is what is written. The Messiah will suffer and rise from the dead on the third day, and repentance for the forgiveness of sins will be preached in his name in all nations, beginning at Jerusalem. Well, that's where we get all about Jesus on Haven Today, and it's what we're teaching and preaching into Cuba. More on that a little bit later, but first let's go to Cuba. Dan, tell us somebody we've got to join us on the program today. Sure, Charles. Uh, I'd like everyone to hear from our good friend and pastor in Havana, whose name is Uciel. Uh, Uciel is doing a wonderful work in church planting in uh, really urban areas in Havana. And he shares with us both the challenges that COVID has brought to the church, but also the opportunities and how El Fado has been encouraging to him personally and to the Cuban church. So we're going to hear from Uciel now. And he is voiced over by our executive producer, Yamil Dominguez, who is also in Havana. The topic of COVID-19 is really important. For us in Cuba, we've had economic struggles. We've had to face new challenges, especially as the church. COVID-19 has closed many of church buildings, but not the church itself. We've been able to help many people in different communities in areas like food and economic struggles without neglecting to preach the gospel of salvation in the Lord Jesus Christ. One of the key things that the Cuban church has been blessed to enjoy is the radio program El Faro de Redención. El Faro de Redención has been a tremendous blessing to us. 
because it offers us every day in the evening hours a place of still waters, a place of comfort, a Christ-centered message, a message that expounds the love of the gospel as well as a contextual message, a message that understands the way Cubans think and live. We would love to thank El Faro de Redención for all the work that it has done to help us in this challenge of COVID-19 in the midst of this pandemic in our country. The English spoken by our executive producer in Havana, Yamil, but also a pastor, UCL, who is sharing the gospel and preaching Christ to his nation in Cuba. Dan Warren, our speaker on El Faro, will be joining us again here soon. We'll be talking about baseball and Christ-centered preaching. It's a message he shared at a pastor's conference that we hosted all across Cuba last year. But first, I want to mention we have a way this week for you to be a missionary to Cuba with us. It's a gift match of dollar for dollar. How does it work? Friends of the ministry have put together a matching fund. And if you can send $100, the match makes your gift $200. $25 becomes $50. $1,000 becomes $2,000. El Faro broadcasts on the only radio station that covers the entire island with the good news of Jesus coming off the island in the Caribbean of Bonaire. You can call us and make your dollar-for-dollar matching gift after the program at 800-654-2836. 800-654-2836. Or go online at haventoday.org. Haventoday.org. Watch the video that we've posted on our website that we first aired on a Cuba meetup on Zoom last Saturday morning. Coming up after our first song... We're going to hear from a Haven board member who's been with us to Cuba more than once. He'll be sharing some special stories on how he's seen Christ at work on the island. But first, let's open with the newsboys. It's the song of the redeemed, rising from the African plain. It's the song of the forgiven, drowning out the Amazon rain. The song of Asian believers Filled with God's holy fire It's every tribe, every tongue, every nation A love song born of a grateful choir It's all God's children singing glory, glory To the faithful gathered underground Of all the songs sung from the dawn of creation Some were meant to persist Of all the bells rung from a thousand steeples None rings truer than this
album that's the newsboys opening this haven today and a song called he reigns and i'm charles morris and thank you for joining me here on a program called closed borders open hearts in cuba now what i'd like us to do is talk to somebody who's been to cuba he's our board chairman at haven ministries his name is richard streza dick you were with us on the very first trip to cuba you were with us on the last trip, and you've been there several times. Would you mind just telling us a little more about what you've seen and how you've seen Jesus at work there? Hey, Charles. Uh, thank you for having me. Uh, it's just great to talk about Cuba. I just can't recall just how many great moments we had there. You know, the first time we went uh, to Cuba was 2015, and what just impressed me was just the incredible need there. First time for me to a communist country and seeing how much need there was. What really impressed me, though, is what they really wanted was to worship the Lord and praise him and give him, give him glory. So uh, the big issue for that trip was uh, we found out that they really needed Bibles. And uh, it was a shocker to me. Uh, but uh, it was it was great, and we came back and thought we would maybe raise enough money to send thirty or forty thousand Bibles to Cuba, and I think we've sent over two hundred thousand Bibles to Cuba. So that was that was fantastic. Um, the second time that I went, we gave away Bibles, and I think that was probably my favorite time. I mean, to see the joy on their hearts as we were actually being able to physically give them a Bible was just incredible. I, I, I just, it was just amazing to me. And such joy and weeping. And boy, to be a part of being able to be the answer to someone's prayer. Some for over 30 years, they've been praying for a Bible and, and, and we were able to give it to them. It was, uh, that was just amazing. Um, I think now that we've gone through the, the, the whole process and we have the, the Alfaro program in Cuba, I just see within the communities that they are becoming more established. They're growing together. The program is, a, is helping these people to really be connected. And, and from everything I've seen, it's also allowing the rest of the world to get a picture of what's going on with the gospel movement and, in Cuba. And to hear people from Cuba uh, I don't speak Spanish, but but I hear the joy in their hearts, and uh, I I hear the responses of people. Uh, it's a wonderful thing. You know, I'm a 
professional, right? I deal with people who have all kinds of resources. But in some ways, I think what we've done and what I've been a little part of to be able to bring the word to Cuba is maybe one of the most significant things I've done. Really encouraging, really helpful uh, for my soul and my spirit uh, to just be a part. Dick Stressa, you're not only a follower of Jesus, you're an attorney in Southern California and the chairman of our board. Thanks for being with us on the program. Well, thank you so much, Charles. I, I really appreciate being a part of Haven and of Cuba. Now, I want you to hear a little bit about our ministry that's going on along with the radio program. We haven't been able to do this this year because of COVID-19. Dan Warren, back with me a little bit. You want to tell me and talk to us about the pastor's conferences, these preaching conferences that we started last year, holding them all across the country. Sure, Charles. Uh, It was definitely the first of its kind and the first of any sort of conference that we've tried to pull off in Cuba. Uh, So as you know, when you're organizing things in Cuba, uh, things don't always go as planned the first way you plan them. (laughs) But we were so thankful for how the Lord brought this together. Uh, 600 pastors across three locations in Western Cuba, Central Cuba, Eastern Cuba, uh, we distributed study Bibles to those who attended so that they could leave with another resource, you know, for their study and teaching God's Word. And we really decided to go deep into something that I know is near and dear to your heart, Charles, as as well as it is for me, uh, which is looking at Scripture and seeing how can you find Christ in all of Scripture. Our motto, I guess, or our tagline for El Fado is, Christ from all of Scripture for all of Cuba. And what we want to try to do is encourage the church in Cuba and train leaders in the Cuban church in as many ways as possible to have that kind of Christ-centered approach that Haven Today is so known for. So we went into depth on that topic in these sessions, and Charles, you were there with me. I I wanted to ask you, what was your experience seeing these pastors gathered to sit under God's Word and to hear this really important way of seeing the Bible? Well, None of the pastors, although most of them had been to seminary, they've been trained, but most of these pastors have never heard this concept that Mm, all mm -hmm, the Bible mm -hmm. is all about Jesus. And so one of the parts of the preaching conference was, how do you take Luke 24 and the words of Jesus? And just to see their faces and see how this concept comes alive, to see how a passage of Scripture they've always read all of a sudden is a passage that they understand Mm. in a whole new way. Mm -hmm. This is what Christ wanted us to do. I'd say that's the most exciting thing for me. Oh, I agree. And it was so, it was just interesting to see so many different people from so many different denominations gathered and excited to hear about this. You know, it's, it's something that preaches, if I can put it that way, wherever, because it's how Christ taught us uh, to preach the Word. And so I think that was really encouraging to me, too. Uh, One of the things I most remember was after the conference at a small seminary outside of Havana, there was an older Afro-Cuban pastor who came up to me, and he put his arm around me, and he was a tall man. Like I I usually don't look up to people because I'm a little bit tall myself, and he was towering over me puts his big hand over on my shoulder and says, I've been a pastor for three decades, and I've never been taught how to see Jesus in the Old Testament. I mean, can you imagine? This was the first Mm. time he had been taught to look for the Savior in all of Scripture. So that was really exciting to me. Mm. 
Wow. Well, I said this yesterday, and we're going to do this all week. I'm not going to do the preaching this week. You're doing the preaching. One of your messages that you preached in Cuba last year, and you've preached it on the air, El Fado, already. How about a baseball sermon? Okay, I think that's uh, very Cuban of us to do. Um, I don't play a lot of sports myself, but growing up, I did play a little bit of baseball. And I remember everyone's hands shooting up when I said, you know, I hear that people here in Cuba like baseball. So this is uh, the baseball of Christ-centered preaching that we gave at these conferences. And I have to add, even if you're not a preacher listening to this, this could just as easily be the baseball of Christ-centered Bible study. We all need to have this approach to Scripture whenever we study God's Word. So here's how you run the basis of Christ-centered preaching or Christ-centered Bible study. You know, we went into much more depth during these conferences, but I hope these tools will be helpful to you. Uh, running to first base is spending time getting to know the passage. You know, what I call discerning the text. Maybe do I tackle one verse? Do I tackle a whole chapter? You know, this is useful in Bible study too. Just using all of the tools at your disposal using resources to help you spend time getting to know the passage in front of you. And also prayer. It's not just an academic exercise. This is the time when you're bathing in God's Word and asking the Spirit to open your eyes and give you understanding. I mean, the fact is, studying God's Word takes both. It takes spiritual power and it takes brain power. It's hard work, but it pays off as the Spirit works what we study deeply into our hearts and gives us deep roots in our faith in Christ. I think of what Paul said to Timothy in 2 Timothy 3.14, but as for you, continue in what you have learned, that, that's the brain power part, and what you have learned and have become convinced of. That's the spirit power part, the spirit taking what we've studied and really making us convinced of it in our faith. So that's the first step in studying the Bible and preparing to preach the Bible is getting to know the passage, discerning the text. Running to second base then is understanding the text in its historical horizon. In other words, why did David write this psalm for God's people then when he wrote it? Or why was Exodus written at that time for God's people? We don't want to rush ahead and forget that. We need to see why was the passage written in its moment in time. For example, a lot of times, just to, just to take one example, a lot of times we look at uh, the story of Rahab in the book of Joshua, and if we want to get creative and get to Christ too quickly, we might say, well, she hung a scarlet thread in the window, and that red thread symbolized the red blood shed for us by Christ on the cross. You know, that sounds very interesting, but maybe the whole point of the Rahab story, given in its moment in time, was to remind Israel that even during the conquest, there was grace for outsiders, even grace for the enemy, even grace for someone like Rahab, who had faith in the God of Israel and pled for mercy and deliverance. So spending time in the text and noticing how the text was written for the original audience. Then we run to the third base, which is what I call the canonical context, or what we call at Haven, the great story. It's all about Jesus, right? That's the canonical context, mm -hmm. taking the whole Bible as a whole. And this is what Paul says to Timothy in the next verse in 2 Timothy 3, 15, starting in 14, he says, But as for you, continue in what you have learned and have become convinced of, because you know from whom you learned it, his mother and grandmother. And he says, How from infancy you have known the scriptures, which are able to make you wise for salvation through faith in Christ Jesus. This helps us remember that the Bible isn't just a collection of moral application stories or about disconnected verses to hide in your heart. As important as that is to memorize verses and even make applications from Scripture to the way we live, 
Of course that's important, but it only matters at all if we see the big picture that takes us from sin to salvation, from the fall to the cross and the resurrection, and being saved by that amazing story of grace. That's when we're transformed by Christ. And that's where I end with running to home mm-hmm. base. That's what I call application, mm-hmm. whether in personal Bible study or in preaching. A lot of times that's where we start. We just want to apply things right away, get started. But if we don't run the bases in order, we end up under the crushing weight of moralism. It can destroy us. We have to understand God's word by meditating on it, considering its historical horizon. Why is the book or passage there in the first place? Understanding the canonical context or the Christ context or what we call the great story. And then we're ready to make application in our lives because before we've made it about us, we've made it all about Jesus, the only one who saves and transforms us only by his grace. That's the baseball of Christ-centered preaching, and that's what we want to cast a vision for through El Fado all across Cuba so that pastors, church leaders, Sunday school teachers, chaplains in prisons would be able to show people that all we have is Christ. He is the only way to be saved, and he's the only way to be transformed by his grace. Starting in English, finishing in Spanish, Sovereign Grace, All I Have is Christ, Mi Vida es Cristo, here on this haven today. And I'm Charles Morris, Closed Borders, Open Hearts in Cuba. Dan Warren, you preached in English and not just Spanish. Thank you for sharing with us from what we shared at the pastor's conferences last year all across Cuba. Charles, thank you so much for having me. It's a great pleasure to be able to share this, and I, I trust that it'll be helpful, even if you're not a baseball fan, that it would help you see Christ in all the scripture. Well, and we can't wait until the pandemic eases, subsides, and we're able to get back into Cuba and do more of these preaching conferences. We've been invited to do them all across other parts of Cuba as well. But for the moment, we're able to broadcast the gospel every night covering the entire country. Well, borders may be closed to Cuba, but hearts are still open to Christ. And as you just heard Dan in that message, Christ and Christ crucified is still going out over the entire country on El Fado de Redención from Haven Ministries. But you know what? A half million watt radio station 
has an electric bill that's due every month to stay on the air. And we have other expenses that need to be covered for our team in Cuba and also uh, at our ministry headquarters in California. Our preaching conferences, like I said, are on hold, but the program is still going strong in a country where people do listen to radio. It's a radio country still. Well, would you be a missionary to Cuba? Would you send your gift of mission today that will be matched dollar for dollar? $100 becomes $200. $500 becomes $1,000. $50 becomes 100 Why don't you call us right now and keep stoking the fires of evangelism and the greatest revival in the Western Hemisphere? Tell us your gift is for the Cuba match when you call us now at 800-654-2836. 800-654-2836. Or even better, come watch the videos that we put up from our in-country team in Cuba and make your matching gift at haventoday.org. Haventoday.org. I'm Charles Morris with Dan Warren. Thank you for joining me. Won't you come back again tomorrow? When again, we get to share together the great story. It's all about Jesus here on Haven Today. Here for your encouragement and your walk with God. This is David Wolin with Haven Ministries inviting you to anchor your day in God's Word. There are many kinds of gifts, but perhaps the greatest gift in the world, at least that people can give, is the gift of adoption. We don't often think of adoption as a gift, but it is. It's profoundly generous, a huge commitment, a lavish expression of love, and it's life-altering for the one who was adopted. And when someone puts their faith in the life-saving work of Jesus, becoming a part of God's family, it's a gift that God gives, the gift of adoption. Ephesians 1 verse 5, In love He predestined us to be adopted as His sons through Jesus Christ in accordance with His pleasure and will. Now that's something worth praising God for today, your adoption in Christ. Get Anchor Devotional delivered in print at getanchor.com.